Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another epic episode of BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network, Talking Far, Far Away. And on this episode, let's welcome back Mr. Scott Inch. I know the people are getting tired of hearing my voice with these interviews. Scott Inch is back on the show. We got some cool stuff to talk. Scott, how's it going, my friend? It's been a long time, it seems like. Yeah, it's been about two, three weeks since the last of an episode, but I've been a very busy, busy man, as you know, Robin. <laughs> You've been a busy man for sure. You've been hightailing it with all these people. You've had some time to relax, some time to chill, which has been awesome. And usually when we're chilling and we find ourselves in that kind of condition, there's always Star Wars news that ends up breaking when we come back from it. This time around, it just came out not that long ago, Mr. Anthony Bresnikin himself, he has been not allowing me to sleep at night. We're getting so much Last Jedi stuff now, and I think there's an ulterior purpose to it, but curious to hear your thoughts on this, Scott, because we got some really great images from this upcoming EW article surrounding The Last Jedi. How many do we get? About 10? I mm. probably seen about 10 uh, images, uh, some really nice ones. I know you guys have been Ratui and the Porks. Uh, <laughs> that's adorable, but as I said, they're, they're not appealing to me. They're not drawing me in the Porks, so that might change over the next few months, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, we've got Luke and Ray together. We've got the covers, one with Luke, one with Ray, Kyle Ren. The guards, which I know you love, they look amazing. I thought we'd get some with, one with Snoke when we, the picture started coming out. They came out probably Thursday, was it Thursday? No, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Thursday that they came out. I think it was like afternoon over here when they came out. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, because they come out first time in the morning over there, but we're like, oh, middle afternoon here. They all are. Quite a lot of pictures of We hints, uh, Benicio del Toro's. Uh, Captain Mordidi, and we're starting to see that this everybody's like it's Ezra, but it seems it's not Ezra. He's kind of like he's kind of like Lando. I don't care who's in First Order Resistance. I'm only here to be for myself, not for you guys. Yeah, there's so many different added elements now to this film that we're starting to see play out because Anthony Bresnikin and Entertainment Weekly did such a good job of not only selecting pictures that I think kind of lead the fans down the right path as we head towards December, but they're not spoiling too much. And that's what I love about this is that they just kind of add an extra level to the trailer that we receive and some a lot of the teaser stuff that we've been seeing. And of course, with Force Friday coming up right around the corner, what a better time to put out these pictures to get people excited about not only the action figures, but for the characters that we're going to see released as toys come Force Friday. And you bring up an interesting point, Scott, and I actually hadn't thought about this until just now, is that we did see the Praetorian Guards, which I am absolutely in love with. I love these, the design of them. You guys can go and read Augustus Snoke over on the BrickCityBlockade.com page concerning Praetorian Guards and my theory on them. But you're right, there was no presence of Snoke within those images because these are Snoke's guards. The only thing that I've seen floating around them is that the Praetorian guards, if you look at the background that they're in, we saw this in the uh, kind of the behind the scenes trailer, is that it looked to be some kind of throne room. And a lot of people have been talking about this. When The Force Awakens came out, of course, we got the art of The Force Awakens book. And there were some concept images there that showed a throne room. Curious to hear your thoughts on this, Scott. Do you believe that 
we're going to see this kind of throne room coming around the corner because even the toy leak stuff that we've been seeing have been queuing at the Victor throne room and all this cool stuff. I think it'd be just an awesome added element to where these Praetorian guards are heading forward and where we might see Snoke come into the marketing for this. We are going to see the throne room because if you recall Force Awakens when Hux is saying when Starkiller basically explode, um, Cox is pretty much going to see Snoke and Snoke saying bring Kyle Red to me, so it says we're getting that next part where we're actually going to see the Praetorian guards with standing side next to Snoke. So yeah, I thought we're quite definitely going to see that throne room. There was a lot of confusion over we were told it was going to be a puppet and now we're getting told it's mocap plus all the nice work that uh, Anderson Chris did. If you've seen Planet of the, the recent Planet of the Apes movies, actually all of them and Lord of the Rings, you know he's fantastic in doing the mocap stuff. So yeah, I'm glad we're going to get that we're going to, go, going to see Snoke, not like a six foot giant standing and <laughs> hologram down like that. We're actually going to see him. The question is, how high is he? <laughs> He's not going to be some like giant that looks going to go, oh no, I need to fight that. Or is he actually just going to be like a normal size? That's going to be something I think we'll see play out when it comes to later on down the road here as we get closer and closer. But I think you're right. It's going to be fascinating to see how they deal with this character and the motion capture piece of creating that scale. That scale can be really tough for filmmakers because if it's not done properly, it can really throw off a film. And also the actors themselves, you'll notice some facial reaction to it. Like the way that they're looking up at him or looking at him is just not as authentic as it would be a puppeteer. Film critique stuff, you know all about that, Scott. One of the pictures that fascinates me the most, and I think we could break this thing down, the Ray and Luke shot where Ray is looking at Luke in the doorway. That is quite a picture because it says a lot about where Ray and Luke are heading into this film. Whether it's at the beginning or whether it's at the middle, there's that that generational separation there. You have Ray, who's new to the force and everything, and then you have like this wise mentor who's standing at the door waiting for Ray to come to him to seek out the knowledge. That's how I kind of see it, Scott. What's your interpretation on it? It's basically telling her there's no room at the end. Bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that version. <laughs> Peter, you're not welcome here anymore. So yeah, uh, basically, I, I quite like that picture. That's one of my favourite pictures because Luke's finally changed clothes, so he's not wearing the same clothes that he seems to have worn for the last five years. If you've read Bloodline, you'll understand where the five-year gap comes in from. There's some saying that that could be the doorway into like the Jedi books that he keeps. Is it basically saying, I will train you? I mean, how 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 far in the movie is this? Is this the first 20 minutes, this first half hour? Where he's standing there trying to pretty much say, okay, I'll train you, here's how we're going to do it. I'm not training you because I know what happened the last time. I mean, that's possibility, but also if you've read Mark Hamill's comments and he's been putting on Twitter, don't look at any more of the promotion material, but we're Star Wars fans, we're going to want to look at promotion material coming. Once September hits, we're going to get so much more stuff, like tons and tons of stuff. If you've seen the last two films that came out, that's how it's worked. But yeah, he says that he's reluctant to do this again because... Kyle Ren basically did what he did. And there's another point that I'm going to make, we'll discuss later on once we pass this part. So that's probably why he's just like, mm, I'm not wanting to do this because I know what happened last time, but okay, let's do this. You know, it's just, 
I don't know where that she's going to go, but I just like the fact I like that picture. She's just kind of like, please train me. And he's like, no. But it's almost like that Anakin to Obi-Wan feel like, listen, mm-hmm. you know, I'm stuck in this situation. I just need a little bit extra of extra guidance on how to do this properly and everything. And then Luke is like, well, I've seen this play out with my father. I've seen this play out with Kylo Ren. And he's putting up the shield for a second mm-hmm. for once, you know, something that Obi-Wan did, didn't do necessarily and say, whoa. Hold on a second before I go any further. And I think that's probably part of the training that he's been in outside of the fact. Some of the stuff that he's been doing, obviously in Octu or wherever else he's been in the galaxy, in his training to become obviously this ultimate Jedi Master, I can imagine. I don't see him sitting there as just the average guy at home ready to watch some cops on TV with a pop thing of popcorn. No, this guy, he's been studying up on his jedi mastery obviously he has those books which i'm glad you bring up because there is some great stuff in there i'm sure that we're gonna dig into when we get closer and closer we'll get to know what those are but specifically scott there's such a connection here one of the other smaller pieces you know anthony bresnikin did a great job he gave us the pictures first and then he said guess what we're gonna break down the magazine here again where i stayed up at night reading each of these articles and probably breaking it down too far he released them in order of where he felt the significance of them were and as we move closer and closer to forest friday i'm sure we're gonna start seeing well here's a little bit of stuff about snoke here's a little bit more stuff stuff about this and that before that article, the big magazine itself comes out. The one that fascinated me the most and the headline that fascinated me the most is, of course, the other person standing in that face-to-face situation, which is Ray. The article was titled, We Get to Find Out More About Her Family History. Which is something we have not heard yet coming out of The Force Awakens. You know, that's a very strong headline, Scott. What is her family history? It's a good question. Is that I don't think it's tied to anybody in The mm. Force, any of the current characters. I'm leaning towards it not being part of Kenobi, not being part of Skywalker. I don't think she's any of that. I, I think this is a new character, so I would love it to connect into the books. I would love it to connect into Empire's End. Something there. Well, Empire's End, Aftermath Reality, something there. And if they connected to that, that would definitely springboard that a bit. Because Jakku's in that bit quite a lot. I mean, you and I have read those, those books, and Jakku plays a heavy part, especially in Empire's End. We know she was on Jakku. It's a different tricky one. Who are her parents? That's one where I want to be surprised, to be honest. I'd, I, I'd like it not to be part of any of the characters we've had before. I would like it. And I don't want it to be that she was made out of midichlorians. I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just want it to be something new, something that's that'll go, whoa, we did not see that coming. Unless she's connected to Snoke, and that would be an interesting twist. Her parents was actually Snoke. I don't know, but hopefully it's something brand new, something that's a wee bit of a twist, something that we haven't seen before. And then we were sitting there in the cinema on 15th of December going, oh, that's that's pretty cool how Ryan Jones has done that. He's twisted it. It's sad different. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm, and I'm going to say a pretty bold comment. Because, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very clear about it because I don't want people to misinterpret it in any way. This is really important. Here on Talking Far, Far Away, we love to talk about the novels. We love to talk about their connection to the canon. We do have yet to see the true connection between the novels and the cinematic universe. They've been giving us backstory, but they have not been giving us a true connection to necessarily the characters that we're seeing play out right now. They're teasing at it. Hmm. Bring up an awesome point, and I think that it's something that Ryan Johnson could do and could separate himself 
from the directors going forward and also kind of create this new style of directing. And that's from building off the canon from the books. And it's something that you and I really, when we started talking Far, Far Away, is something that we wanted to do. We wanted to talk about how could they do this? How could we get from point A of this stuff showing up in novels to point B connecting to it cinematically and creating this larger discussion? If Ryan Johnson is able to take Ray's story and connect it to Empire's End, or connect it somewhere. Maybe it's farther on in Lost Stars somewhere. I don't know. Maybe there's something even within that novel. If he's able to do that, he has then revolutionized these Star Wars films heading forward and has then given the canon novels themselves an extra level of gravitas and an extra level of credibility in terms of what is their message, what are they trying to tell us, and are these stories truly connected to the Star Wars that we want to see play out heading forward. I know it's a bold statement to come out and say that, but if he's able to do it successfully, and the key word is successfully, because we know that he has been working directly with Jason Fry, who is doing the Star Wars The Last Jedi novel. We are therefore revolutionizing the canon going forward, and then people aren't asking the question anymore, why should I read this book? It has nothing to do with the films. It has nothing to do because I have heard that, Scott. I don't know if you've yeah. heard that. But from people who are like, this isn't doing much for me because there's no movie connection for it. But I think at a point it's like, man, if somebody could just grasp onto that and make a big connection going forward, I think we could see something truly special happen. Catalyst never really... I mean, we got Catalyst, which is a prequel to Rogue One, but it didn't really... Unless... You watched Rogue One and you saw Saw and you're like, oh, well, I know how that works. Even with Rebel Rising, you kind of get that. It was said in the movie first, then it went back and told you in the book. So, again, that's doing it the other way. What you're talking about is the other way into the movies. Bloodline, I think, is going to be the one that does it because it's been done. It came out last April. March, yeah. April last year. They were filming episode eight. So, Claudia Gray had all that done. She had the book done. We all know that Ryan Johnson was involved in that in some way. We don't know how how much he was involved in, but we know it had a lot of politics. I believe that Bloodline, well, because it's the closest Star Wars book, that's closest to the to the take away before the Awakening, take away the Paul Dameron comic, take away the uh, Weapon of Jedi Smugglers Run and Moving Target, because they've all got tiny little bits that lead into. The Force Awakens. It is Bloodline. It's the bigger novels. It's the one that everybody reads. And that book will, I hope, fingers crossed, is the one that will have a character that's in that that will be in Last Jedi. And then people will go, I don't know that character. Well, go read Bloodline. Understand it. Because, yeah, I mean, it's one of these things that haven't really connected these books and or comics really. Comics are a bit different because it's all taking place in the same kind of era, like episode four. That it's um the books really need to tie into the movies and because otherwise we're wasting we're going to end up thinking we're wasting our time reading the canon novels when they're not actually connected to the movies. And don't think, listeners, that Scott and I are trying to force you to no, read no. these novels because not only you don't have to read them, you can also get them on audiobook. And you can enjoy them in very different ways. And we're not forcing you to read these books. It's just at some point, there is going to be this, not necessarily overlap, but this crossover where these books are going to start playing into these films at some point. You're going to start seeing it. And I hope, hopefully it's Ryan Johnson is the one that's going to do it because what a better time than now and the connection with Bloodline, Scott, that you bring up. There, there's just so many different elements of, yes, 
this is going to happen. The novels are an extra level of fandom. They're something that you can get into and something that you can enjoy. And as we get closer to The Last Jedi, these novels are going to be really cool things that you can kind of just read into and look at different things, even if it's the Before the Awakening stuff. There's some cool tidbits in there that just add an extra level to these characters and then a little bit more to their backstory at the same time. There is just so much that could happen with this film, and I think Entertainment Weekly did such a good job, and specifically Anthony Bresnikan, as much as the Brez is driving me nuts, um, did such a good job of getting us ready for Forest Friday. And like you said, you said it beautifully, September is the month of promotional, promotional, promotional Last Jedi stuff. Yeah, we were going to get so much after. Because once we see the figures, I mean, we've already seen it. Tiny, tiny tease of it with Luke and Ray at San Diego Comic Con. So we're going to see some more. We've seen the packaging. We know what that's like. But yeah, once we hit September, we are going to get that other trailer. I thought there'd be one out now because there's already been a trailer out. And we're, this time mm. last year, we got one for Rogue One. This is a bit different. That, that standalone movies might work differently from the Saga movies promotion. I'm going that way. September 1st or 4th, I can't remember. I think it's September 1st. After that, we're going to get so much stuff that we're not going to be able to keep up with that. <laughs> you're going to have to uh, be loaded up on lattes. You're going to have to be loaded up on caffeine just to kind of mm-hmm. keep ourselves up. So much great stuff with this Entertainment Weekly stuff, Scott. Let me get your final thoughts on this. Is there one image to you that you would write home to about? Because I have mine, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. <laughs> But which image really sticks with you heading into this massive, massive marketing? It's definitely the Ray and Luke one. The standing in what looks like the doorway, as we spoke about earlier. That's the one that's sticking with me because that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all the everybody else, but how damaged Luke is dealing with Ray and how Ray, who has heard so much about Luke Skywalker, realizing this is not the same guy who has so much hope and adventure farm boy in the original trilogy and she's got that kind of hope adventure about her so yeah it's that picture and it, you just get from the impression it doesn't want to do this again she's going to pull him out of it also one more thing is the it was in the entertainment weekly is how leia is setting up poe to be kind of like the resistance leader if anything was oh. to happen to her i will say the more you read the poe dameron comic the more I can see it, because that I feel that's more connected. You have to read the comic to understand why. <laughs> ah, like I tease the article, you tease the canon. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Make sure you definitely read the Poe Dameron comic. Add it to your pull list at your local comic book shop. Support them. Those pull lists are the ones that keep them going and keep the fans with the content. All right, Mr. Scott Inch. I haven't done this in a while. It kind of seems like uh might be a little rusty on this. Uh, it's that part of the show. It's a little thing we like to call. Oh, wait, I can't remember now. Oh, yes, I do. Plug time. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot about it, too. Uh, it's a thing <laughs> we like to call plug time. Mr. Scott Inch, where can the good people find you across social media? That's been a while since I've said this. Um, let me get my marbles. It's been a long couple of weeks. Uh, it's uh, Scottish uh, Facebook or Scottish eight, Scottish eight five or twelve. Very well. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys have heard me do this spiel quite a few times in our interviews. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Please make sure to head on over to BrookCityBlockade.com podcast network. The website. For everything happening in the galaxy far, far away. 
please subscribe and most importantly rate and comment on iTunes the content is built around the rate and comments we want to know what you guys are thinking what we're doing right right what we're doing wrong does Mr. Vote here have to leave the show because he keeps ranting about how awesome his article is that does need to end and I need to hear your comments on that so please make sure to head on over there do that for us because we love reading your comments and we love the rating system it's what engages us with you the fans and brings the epic guests on all right scott another great episode of talking far far away and as we always say here on the network thanks for listening and may the force be with you always